This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. This is, oh, jeez, I don't know what it is. Let me look. Monday, April 8th, 2019. Oh, my gosh, is it really 2019? I was thinking it was 2018. Let me look again. Oh, my gosh, the computer says 2019. Okay, so I got lost in time again somewhere. I gotta bring myself to 2019. Today, um, today, uh, I'm gonna be doing something different than I've done before, but I need to do this. Oh, let me do the welcome first. Welcome to number 48 pre recorded Dolly Shares, coming to you from Dolly World. Nancy Hopkins is the producer. I'm Dolly Howard, and I'm recording this special for you all and special for me. It's going to be something else. Um, today I'll be setting up the scene and characters who, we, who will be participating in my third grandson, Jakey's high school graduation festivities slash fiasco that is coming up around May 20th. I think it's around that date. The end of the end of May. Um, so uh, I'm gonna talk with you about these characters that are all gonna be in contact with each other in one way or another. And at one point, I think we'll all be together in the same place, <laughs> which will be very interesting. <laughs> and I'm telling it to you because um, I really, really need to talk through this for myself. Uh, it, so this is kind of for my own benefit. But I asked the angels, and let me pray about this a minute. Hold on. Um, please, God, let this be a blessing to any and all who hear this. Let it be for the highest and best of all concern. Okay. So I just talked to God. I forgot to talk to God. I talked to the angels. And now I need to talk to Dave because this is his show, too. Dave. Oh. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed with goosebumps here standing up. He's right here. Yes, he says, yes, please tell this story. It needs to be told. Like the angels said, there are other people in this world who need to hear this for one reason or another. And you need to tell it in your words. Okay. Okay. He says... 
I might come in at the end and say something, but you're on a roll right now in your mind, so please continue. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dave. And he loves me. Oh, he always melts me when he says that. <laughs> he smiles and he says, no, that's why I say it. <laughs> oh, I do love you, Dave. Um, so, because I've been guided to talk to y'all about it uh, I, I and to be able to get it out of my head I'm going to go ahead and share it with you uh, uh, and I typed it out because I knew that I would get lost in my own story you know how I can go off on tangents I see the flock of turtles flying over there and then oh my gosh there's a sparkling thing over in this direction and then somebody says something to me over here. And then I realize there's a new email that came in. So you know how I can get scattered from one thing to the other. And this is pretty long. So um, hopefully it won't be as long as it is on paper. It's like seven pages on paper. But, and I have one hour to tell y'all. So, uh... I decided to start with Annette. Now I'm going to list characters and their mannerisms or things about them that will be put with the other characters and their mannerisms and things about them. So I'm giving you a little history on all the characters in this festivity which could turn out to be a fiasco. <laughs> I'm going to concentrate on festivity because either way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and enjoy what's going on. <laughs> so Annette, my oldest living child, will not be attending the festivities because she doesn't want to take the time off of work and she prefers not to be involved in this festivity. Uh, she's very headstrong and opinionated and does only what she wants and feels like doing. Sounds like someone else in our family. A few someone else's in our family. <laughs> um, she had my first grandson, Dalton, who lives in Venice, Florida with his girlfriend. He won't be attending the graduation festivities either. I have to type this in here or I'll drive myself crazy. There, now I can do that, save it, and move on. So, Russell, my second living child, my son, will be driving down to Orlando from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Because, uh, if you remember, those who know me, my my third child, Sherry, moved to Orlando Garden Park. She's only like two miles away from Disney. Well, anyway, they moved there, and so Jakey's graduating from the high school there in Orlando rather than the school in Satellite Beach by Patrick Air Force Base. So they moved anyway. Russell will be driving down there to their new house from Chattanooga. And he's pretty easygoing and can get along with any and everybody, usually. 
And when it comes to certain members of the family I was born into, even for Russell, it's an impossibility. <laughs> Bless his heart. He tries. Oh, he tries so hard. Um, now, Sherry, she can get along. She can. She is so easygoing. She can get along and make things work. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're moving on from Russell to Sherry, who is my third living child. My beautiful baby girl. Who I went to the doctor and I said, I've been sick for months now. I can't get well. He went away and he came back in and he says, you'll get well in six months. I said, what do you mean? What have I got? He said, you're pregnant. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> With my body, I only had menstrual cycles whenever it wanted to. So it could be six months that I didn't have one. So I had trouble figuring out if I was or wasn't. And back then they didn't have those buy over the counter pregnancy tests so I, I wouldn't even have known to check for it I just didn't feel good so anyway that's my my second daughter my third child my well she's my fourth child but she's my third living child I lost my first baby thanks to Agent Orange I won't get into that story see I can get sidetracked so easy that's the story for a different day she is a sweetheart, and she tries very hard to make things nice for everyone, especially when there are diverse personalities, <laughs> which we're going to have. She's a very loving being who will protect her loved ones to the death. She kind of takes after me in that way. She works so she can have her own spending monies. She, she doesn't expect Shannon to... Uh, provide her with a mo enough monies to buy all the things she wants to buy. She works for it. And, and she pays for these extras. They're usually for the whole family, but if she wants to go out and buy something, she wants to be able to have the money to do it that she has earned and not put a burden on Shannon. That's my Sherry. Uh... And the festivities are based at uh, her and Shannon's house. That's the base. The, we're, that's the base. And this leads us to Shannon, Sherry's husband. They've known each other since high school. He's very dear and precious to me. My kids call him the Christ child when it comes to how I think about him. <laughs> Kids, I tell you. He walks into a room and poor Shannon hears with my, if I'm sitting there with my kiss, oh, here comes the Christ child. <laughs> poor Shannon. <laughs> they know I love him to pieces. <laughs> he is easygoing and fun-loving and a responsible type person. And he only has one bad habit that we all wish and encourage him to overcome. He likes his beer too much, too much. He grew up with parents who tend to like their alcohol also, so it's an acceptable and 
possibly inherited thing in their family. Our family wasn't around alcohol that much, and so it leads to difficult interactions at times. Um, and, and we all work with it. We just work with it. We love each other. I mean, this is just a bad, glaring bad habit in the family. But we love him anyway. He retired as a staff sergeant after 22 years in the Air Force. And he has a good job now. And he's a good father, a good husband, and a good provider for his family. That's our Shannon. He was over here yesterday. I had to get a new TV. My TV went... I took a nap, and I had been watching TV, and when I woke up from my nap, I thought, well, I'll turn on OAN News, the real news, not the fake crap, the the main, 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 main mainstream media-type news. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in years. But anyway, the TV wouldn't come on. There was nothing. Nada. Poor thing crossed over into TV heaven. So, I had to get a new TV. So Shannon and Sherry came over. Annette and I went and got one. And see, it was the night before last the TV broke. Annette and I went and got the new TV yesterday, and Shannon and Sherry came over so Shannon could put it up on my wall. I'm telling you, we laughed so freaking hard. It was just Shannon and I. Annette and, and Sherry were out by the pool, and that was in it, and Sherry sitting there talking to her. And so... Shannon finally got everything perfect because he's a perfectionist. I mean, it took us 45 minutes, I think, to put the bracket up on the wall because he used the leveler thing and and we had scotch tape to hold the template. Uh, Anyway, it it took us a while and we had fun doing that. And he got the TV up on the wall, turned it on, and this voice comes yelling at us. What did it say? Let me think. <laughs> Hold on, Dolly. Let me think. Your TV is now turned on. <laughs> what I said was, your TV is now turned on. But she said it so fast. And Shannon looked at me and I looked at him. We did not expect a voice. We just thought the TV would turn on. <laughs> And we looked at each other like, what the, f- what the heck? And <laughs> he even said it. <laughs> then we started laughing so hard. Oh, my gosh. He and I have such a good time together. And then, la- oh, that's another story for another day. See, I got sidetracked again. I, I just love that dude to pieces. Oh, my gosh. All right, just thinking about it. I got tears in my eyes from laughing. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, yeah, Sherry and Shannon have a dog named Chance, who is a beagle. He's such a loving little guy and a well-behaved dog. He really is. He's the best little dog in the world. Uh, but he has this issue. Uh, the vets have a name for it. It's like an inverted sneeze that beagles get. And he acts like he's, like he can't catch his breath. He, it's, <gasps> type thing. 
and then um and then he finally is able to get a big gasp and and he snots snot comes out his nose oh, all over wherever he is it's so sickening it gags Shannon and me I mean Sherry always keeps a wastebasket with a plastic bag in it in case Shannon and I do barf all away um but the poor little boy he wouldn't have that if he didn't if he had control over it so we love him despite it we don't care well we do care but she's had him to many vets so we know we can't fix him tried many different things all this stuff so there's the character the dog chance sherry and shannon's dog then there's chase he's um my first grandson and their first son he's a very hard worker and he has a very original determined type personality he's working and he's also attending college he, he started out in photography and then he changed his major when he found out uh, about the architectural uh, degrees that he could get. I think it's architectural because every time I think of it I think engineering but then they correct me no mom it's architectural. He would be very good good at it because he is such he thinks in those kind of thoughts he's very good artist always has been since the time he picked up a pencil and uh, he's also very good at photography he's worked for um, well-known photography studios and but that takes money as well as time and first he well that's what he started going to college for he wanted to get a major in business so that he would know how to run his photo photography company well then he found out about the architecture so he changed his major to that and he's a very good photographer he's had his stuff published um he believes in socialism you wouldn't believe the discussions that we have. Not just me. His dad is very much like I am. His dad believes like I do. And Sherry believes kind of. Sherry and Annette believe kind of like I do. They, they accept my craziness and spirit world and all that. And with the politics and... They just don't get into talking about it like Shannon and I do. And then we told Ch Chase, no, we're not going to discuss politics with you. You are crazy. <laughs> of course, Shannon and I aren't crazy. It's Chase who's crazy. <laughs> That's just the way we are. We talk about everything very openly in in my family. My kids, I call my family when I say my family, I'm referring to my kids and my grandsons. <clears throat> okay. So I told you about that. Let's see. told you about that. At the current time, he and his boyfriend, Tariq, are living with Sherry and Shannon. 
um, they moved in with Sherry and Shannon, supposedly just for a little while while their house was being built. But something happened with the house, and they're not getting it now. And so they're in the process of figuring out, okay, where are we going to live? Are we going to do another house, or are we going to go in apartment? So they're in the process of deciding where they're going to live. In the meantime, they're living with Sherry and Shannon. Uh, and so, as you can guess, Chase is gay. And I tell you, if you saw my Chase, you'd have no doubt in your mind if that boy was was gay. <laughs> He's one of those queens. <laughs> and we tell him, Chase... Put on your real queen act, because we'll get in public somewhere, and, and a situation will arise where we want to see reactions or somebody's being a real dick. <laughs> and we tell him that. And so he, he puts on his his royal queen act. Oh, my gosh. We end up in hysterics. <laughs> oh, that boy, that boy. He brings so much joy to me. He really does. And that's a taboo in my uh, born-into family. But he's there. They're accepting. They aren't quite accepting unconditionally, but they have come to the point of, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to Tariq. That's his boyfriend. Tariq is Muslim, and he's he has a very strong personality. Yet, uh... He's very easy to be around. He's very easy to talk to. He believes he is always right. And we can carry on very enlivened discussions with him. <laughs> he does with everyone because he's always right, you know. Yes, because I just told you. That's why you know. And he told me, so. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I enjoy him, too. Oh, my gosh. He can be overbearing at times. But we've learned to handle those situations with him. We'll ignore him or we'll, we'll say, well, yeah, that's your thought, Tariq. And then he tries to pursue it because we're supposed to believe what he believes. But he he knows that we we don't, and he knows we love him anyway. But sometimes he just has to pursue his point. So we just ignore him and let him go on. <laughs> He has to get it out of his system. <laughs> I really like him. He calls me Grandma. And when he does, I just love hearing it. I just melt. And, um, and i got to share with you, he has black hairs that tend to fall out. Like all of our hairs do, but his fall out a little more. And I'm saying this so you will understand what I have to say in a bit. Remember that thought. Chase and Tariq have a dog that's an Alaskan husky called Dolce. And this dog is very beautiful. Oh my gosh, she is gorgeous. She has the most beautiful blue eyes. You can see right through her eyes. They're, they're this, the light iridescent type blue. And she has, she's very young yet. Uh, I think she might be a year now, but she's young and active, and she's always, always, always on the move, and uh, she has 
hairs that shed with each breath she takes. So you know that's a hairy situation. And she's living there with everybody else. And they have to watch her constantly because she chews yet. And Sherry and Shannon's house is brand new and they don't want it all chewed up. And so if if somebody's not there watching her, they put her in her cage. So, regarding everyone's hair shedding, and that reminds me, Chase Chase's hairs shed too, and so he has those little hairs that that are on the little hairs on the beagles versus the Alaskan huskies' long hairs. So you got those hairs, and you got Tarek's hairs, and anyone else's hairs that fall out, like Sherry's or mine. <laughs> got all these hairs going on in Sherry's house, which absolutely drives her crazy. She vacuums the floors at least twice daily, and she still has hairs all over the place. She can't wait until the three of them move out, Tarek and Chase and and Dolce. Now, it brings us to Jakey. Jake is Sherry and Shannon's second son and my third grandson. And he's the graduate here for the party festivities. He's 17 and he knows all things about being a grown-up. All of a sudden one day he turned in the teenager, but he did it late in life. He just did it like within the last year. And uh, before he got so intelligent, he was very easygoing. And he's a wonderful, fun-loving guy. He's a joy to be with when girlfriend isn't around. And and um, when he forgets how intelligent he is, he, he just is so much fun. Uh, back to his thinking outside the box and saying things you'd never think in your wildest imagination. And when he says the things that make you stop and you think, oh my gosh, he's right. <laughs> he looks at things outside the box and so wonderfully. He, I, I just, I love him to pieces, of course. Um... I I I would I think he acts like a star child at times, but he's rambunctious and full of life and very vocal about it. Whereas when I think of a star child, I think they're more quiet. They're very intelligent. They just kind of, in a monotone voice, can shock the heck out of you with what they have to say. But Jakey's very vocal and loud about everything. <laughs> I just, I love being with him. Um, and that leads me to have to share with you. Well, I don't have to, but I'm gonna. Jakey has a girlfriend now. It took him a long time. He's a late bloomer. Russell is a late bloomer. Jakey's a late bloomer. And he's got this girlfriend who has the name of Tiffany. She's a vet helper. She's short in stature, on the stout side. She's almost as round as she is tall. 
And she has a stalking personality when it comes to Jakey. She puts him down and is only well received, if at all received, by Jake. Jake's very, he's tall, he's good looking, he's got a nice body, he, he, he's got beautiful eyes, wonderful personality, and this girl is just the opposite. <laughs> She's just the opposite. And, and she puts Jakey down. And we don't like that. I mean, we could accept all the other stuff. Not that we'd like it, because she has a different personality than most people would. Well, she's messy. She looks dirty all the time. And I'm not just saying this because I don't like her. She. This is one of the reasons that makes me wonder why did he pick her out of all the girls who are chasing after him why did he pick her and and we ask him and he says because she makes me happy grandma oh boy even when she's bad mouthing you jakey she makes me happy grandma oh I'm, I got goosebumps talking about it, and I keep praying. But then I have to pray that it be the, for the highest and best of all concerns. So maybe in my world she's not, but maybe in Jakey's world she is for the highest and best of him. It's just very difficult for the family because... We don't care for her. She puts Jakey down all the time. We have seen a change in his personality. And especially when she's around bashing him. Of course, we don't let that go. Somebody, if not several, jump on her case right away. Don't talk to Jakey that way. <coughs> I call him Jakey because I like Jakey. Everyone else calls him Jake. <coughs> so... When she's around, there's a lot of snarky comments being flown. <laughs> so anyway, there's that character. And then there's Tiffany's parents. Her father is retired from the Air Force. He's an American. Her mother is an Asian. I'm not sure which Asian country she's from. Her father is... Uh, boy... He's temperamental, and he's kind of hard to be around because he's overbearing, and, and he can turn on, on you in a flash without warning. I mean, one minute he's all happy and jovial and talking with you, and the next second he says, Get out of my house! Oh, oh, okay, so you don't know where you stand with him at any moment in time. <laughs> and then there's her mother, who's uh, pushy. It's always, you have to do this. You have to try that. So she's kind of a pushy woman to be around. Kind of difficult because you don't always want to do her what, what she's in the mood to do. And Oh, my. So it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, we try, we try, we try. But it's very difficult. <coughs> then there's Logan. 
He's Sherry and Shannon's third son and my fourth grandson. He's 14. He's very quiet and introverted. He plays on the computer games every second he can, and he texts with whatever girlfriend is the girlfriend of the moment. We try hard to get him involved in what's going on and to get him to come along with us when we're going to go out. And he usually will join us, if it's, especially if it's just Sherry and me. He'll go out. And, well, actually, he goes out with everybody. So it's good to get him out. And then, and then when we're in the car, we're always trying to get him to smile or laugh out loud because this, this boy does not do much laughing out loud. And, and he... It's like a game. He tries not to smile, and and we'll see him because I look in the mirror that I have up, the visor mirror. I, I keep that down so I can see his face, and Sherry can see him in her mirrors as she's driving. And he'll start smiling, and then he'll start giggling. <laughs> we love it. He wants to be a policeman when he graduates. So that's my family, the ones... I will give my life for if ever needed. That's when I refer to my family. That's who I'm referring to. Let me make sure it's still recording. I would hate it if I had to redo this. Oh yeah, and I'm halfway through. Yay! Let me get a drink here. a burner so I might burp a little bit. Please excuse me if I can't catch it before it comes out and you hear it. Let's see. Now, on to my born into family. That's that's what I call my father, my mother, my sister. That's who I call them, my born into family. My father's name is Harold Herbert Howard, and he's 95. He still drives. He volunteers at the Venice Hospital. He plays bridge every chance he gets. He's on a weekly bridge thing with my cousin, one of my cousins. He's he's pretty darn active for being 95. And he just recently was checking into uh, this group of people his age... A little younger, too. Who, they have a club in Venice where they go to this croquet park. They built it special. It's a croquet park. And you have to go through uh, an interview to become part of the croquet club. And they all wear these little white uniforms to play croquet. And their little white hats. It's so cute. So he just recently checked into that and is probably going to join that. And I think that's wonderful for him. He's always been a hard worker. That's how he was raised. He, he's a hard worker. Uh, he was in World War II and he got stationed over in Reykjavik. He recently went over there to visit my son or my uh, brother-in-law took him over there and the people in that city treated him like royalty because uh, they were eating at a, pla- a restaurant place and Mark said he was stationed here and so they were asking him all about it and the word spread throughout the city village whatever they call it 
and everybody they came into knew who he was and they treated him like royalty. It was such a nice thing for them to have done. They thanked him. Everybody thanked him for being over there and protecting them. And It was nice. It was a nice trip for them. He married my mom, Thelma Marie Howard, uh, who just recently crossed over. She was 93 in February. She crossed over in February, and she was 93. Um, they met when they were in the sixth grade. Dad moved into that school system because Grandma and Grandpa Howard had bought a house in that school system just a few blocks away from where Mom lived. And she said, when he, she loved telling this story, when he walked into the room and she laid out her eyes on him the first time, she said, he's going to be my husband. And she told all the girls, he's going to be her husband. <laughs> so they've been together that long, long time. Dad likes to play dumb, which irritates me, because he's not that dumb. He's not well-educated, because that's the way it was a lot of times back then with, with the age Dad was. And he had quit school in the eighth grade to go into the service. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know how he did it, but he did. So, uh, he doesn't have a high school education. and always bothered him. Always bothered him. I said, Dad, you've got the life's education. So, he always had a hard time reading, so he would make himself read the whole newspaper every day. Because he wanted to improve on his reading skills. <clears throat> so, I was born, and then five years later... My sister, Cindy, was born five years after me. She is the one who can do no wrong. And I turned into someone who could do no right. And somebody had to take the punishment of things that were done wrong, whether done wrong by she who can do no wrong, or me. So I ended up taking the punishment role over. Which didn't make me like her too much. <laughs> I didn't like her at all, bless her heart. It's not her fault. It is not her fault. It was the way we were raised. But anyway, through all that growing up experience, I learned quickly that we play by Cindy's rules and Dad's rules and not to step out of the bounds but I would I would be told what the rules were and I would do my best to do it the way they wanted it when they wanted it all that I tried my best but they'd change the rules and not tell me So there was that situation. So that's how I grew up. <coughs> it could never be done properly, no matter what I did. So anyway, 
she married Mark. I had dated Mark a little bit, but we weren't compatible, evidently. And he loves Cindy with all his heart. And they married and had two children. First one, a son named Chris. He, they all live in Venice. They all live in Venice together. Chris is not coming to the festivities. But Carrie, the, the youngest, who we always called the princess, because she was a princess. She was teeny tiny and very cute. And she was treated like the princess. <laughs> and poor Chris, he was treated like the pauper. <laughs> like, the, like the stage, no, the, the uh, what do you call it? The barn help, I don't know how to say. But poor Chris, he had quite the life. But they did, they gave him everything he'd ever want. It's just that there was that tension there, and he chose to go down a bad path. <clears throat> Very bad path. They all worked through it, and now today, I, from Dad, I hear he's doing wonderful. He's just doing wonderful, and I'm so glad for him. But anyway, Carrie, the princess, grew up the princess. She was a cheerleader and, and all that. Um, Sherry kept saying, Mom, the kids don't like her, but they like to come to her parties at her house because they got the pool and it's always, they got all the food. And, well, if they didn't want to go, they didn't have to go, but um, Carrie turned out to be pretty good, despite being the princess. <laughs> well, she kind of lost her princess dumb. Mm when I moved away I was always the one that was getting the abuse of the words and all that crap I moved away and I took away the venting being and from my understanding Carrie has turned into that venting being bless her heart so now her and her mother don't have good relationship and there's a lot of stress between them but Cindy has taken Carrie's oldest daughter under her wing and made her the princess now <laughs> I mean all four of those of Chris's girls are princesses but uh, the oldest is the main princess in Cindy's world now <coughs> Carrie is a very hard worker she owns a, well, she manages this company's finances. So she has her own deal there, contract with them. And she also bought the pool, uh, the pool service route from Cindy and Mark. So she does that for a day and a half too so she's very very busy hard worker her husband is Steve and she met him at Florida College Steve was became a biologist for a little while and he'd always wanted to be a policeman so he went through <clears throat> all the things you do to become a policeman he, he became a policeman he worked his way up to detective so he's a detective now in Sarasota. 
and they had four girls. And Cindy and Mark are hard workers, too. Um, they always have been. Uh, every, our family is just, we're hard workers. So uh, Cindy had the pool service that she started, and she and Mark own a real estate company in Venice now, and Mark also designs, builds, and installs water features, like waterfalls or <clears throat> water slides or... Uh, pool, big, big, uh, fancy pools, and and he's contracted. He every once in a while, well, a lot of time, he'll contract with this company that I'm not allowed to say the name of, but you all would know in a heartbeat as soon as I said the word. And uh, they love him, so I don't know why I can't say the name of it, but. I won't. I honor it. I won't say it. But he's good enough to work for them. I mean, he's he even exceeds working for them. He, Mark is very intelligent. He's one of those people that can read a book and cite you a word on a page. He, I forgot what they call. There's a special name for the people that are so intelligent like that. And he's really good with the kids. He's always been good with the kids. He plays with the kids. He takes them on sleigh rides. He, he just took the boys to the gun range when they were here recently. And he's always, the kids love him. They just love him. He's a good guy. Mark's a good guy. So, that is, and then my, there's my dad, who's thrown into this mix. And he just, whatever Cindy says is what he does. And she's, she's the queen. So um, whatever she says goes. So that's the way my dad fits in there. Uh, and I told you about that. And I told you about that. And let's see, Carrie and... Steve are definitely going to Jakey's graduation. I don't know about the girls. If the, their four girls are coming, I don't know. So, Dad, Cindy, Mark are coming. And Carrie and Steve from my Born Into family. And then, there's more family that belongs on Shannon's side, like Shannon's parents are coming. Hold on, let me check the radio recording. And I have like 14 minutes, okay. So Kim and Larry, Shannon's parents, who moved from Venice to Kentucky about four years ago, after Shannon and Sherry, well Shannon and Sherry uh, were in Germany when they decided they wanted to move to Kentucky. So they moved to Kentucky. And, and uh, well, I, they're both hard-working peoples, too. They came from a hard-working family. And even though Larry's an alcoholic, he is such a good worker. He has always been in labor management positions ever since I've known them. And Kim had a wonderful job at the city, but when they moved, she, of course, had to quit that job. City of Sarasota, she had her job. And so they're still hard-working peoples where they live now. Um, Larry recently, oh my gosh, 
he had this death, the brush with death, and uh, it was a aneurysm, and it had burst, and it, he's very lucky to be alive today. But, supposedly, he quit drinking, but we know he quit smoking, because, bless his heart, this skinny, tall guy, his his body girth has now grown... <laughs> He's not quite so skinny anymore. <laughs> and that happens when you quit smoking. It happened to me, too. I, I weighed like 101 pounds and five feet tall. And But when I quit smoking, I now weigh 160 pounds, y'all, and I'm still five feet tall. <laughs> but the doctor said that not only was contributable to not smoking, but to the meds that they have me on that make me blimp up. <clears throat> I have no control over that. So, and I have a bad diet too. So I could help my diabetes if I had a better diet, but I'm stubborn and I eat what I want. Don't eat what I don't want. Anyway, back to Larry. He's um, doing good now, and uh, he'll be there. And um, now... Uh, Kim joins him drinking. Not that he drinks. So it's really difficult when Shannon and Kim and Larry are together for Sherry because they all manage to get very happy with their drinking. And it's very irritating to Sherry, so she won't go with Shannon and the boys to visit Kim and Larry because she said, I'm not going to sit around a bunch of drunk people all the time. So she refuses to go, which makes contention between Kim and Larry and Sherry and Shannon. And the boys get involved, and there's stress there. So we got stress with every family relationship that I've been telling you about, who's going to all join together at the graduation festivities. <laughs> so, and, and, and I forgot to tell you, there's another stress. Kim doesn't like me in any way, shape, or matter. I, we don't know why she doesn't like me. I mean, we... I don't know. I don't know anymore if we can be in the same room. But I will be. Because I, I don't ever say anything bad about, to her. So I, the kids say, well... She's just jealous, Mom. She's just jealous. I say, why? Well, because you spend time with us. Well, I don't understand. But you know, I'll work with it. I'll, I'll be on my best manners, and I'll work with her. I'll try to win her over. Um, after all, I know that's another story for another day about their son who died. I read for him, and... Anyway, another story. Different day, another story. Let's see. Okay. Now I want to go. See this stressful situation I'm setting up for us all? I'm trying to work my way through it to think, okay, now, now what's the best for all concerned when it comes to me and my reactions? And I'm not sure yet. But anyway, back to the dogs. Dolce... 
who is Chase and Tariq's Alaskan Husky. He was very boisterous, runs after Chase. All Chase has to do is get out of his bed, and that Dolce's pouncing right on Chase. Chase is Sherry and Shannon's beagle. And and so then they get riled, uh, Dolce gets Chance riled up. Chance is the dog's name, not Chase. And uh, so Dolce's busy chasing Chance around. And poor little Chance, he doesn't, he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> he gets out of his bed and the dog's on him. Dolce's on him. So, uh, then there, everybody's yelling at the dogs because they run from one end of the house to the other downstairs, which is all open type room, open concept. So, they're running from one one end to the other end and around the kitchen uh, bar and and around the furnitures and then they run upstairs and they run in all the rooms upstairs and then they run downstairs and so the people are yelling at the dogs the dogs are barking at each other the hares are flying everywhere and everybody's getting all worked up and then Tarek says chance get in your bed so that pisses off Sherry because it's Chance's house and Dolce should be the one to go in her cage. <laughs> so there's that stress that's going to be going on. <laughs> so now you all have the background on the cast in this graduation party. And I'll share you, with you all the sleeping arrangements. <laughs> Sherry and Shannon's house will be at Sherry and Shannon's house will be Kim and Larry, Shannon's parents, who will be sleeping in either Logan's or Jake's bedroom upstairs. One of those boys, whichever one they're sleeping in their bed, will be sleeping on the couch that is in the lounge room that's upstairs. The lounge room divides Sherry and Shannon's suite, bedroom suite from the boys' rooms and their bathroom. And it's a big room, and they play, they got the TV and the couch, and they got all this space, and they play their game, TV games, and, and they congregate up there when they want to socialize with friends and stuff like that. So anyway, that's where one of the boys will be on the couch. Russell, who's coming from Chattanooga, my son, according to Sherry's plan, will be sleeping on an air mattress in the lounge area. But I just talked to Russell last night and he said, Mom, I'm thinking about getting a hotel room. Just because of all the commotion he knows is going to be going on. And I said, well, I was kind of glad you were going to be there to go through the festivities with me. <laughs> he said, oh, I'll be there in the daytime. I'll just sleep there at night. Said, okay. So, <laughs> that's where those people will be. Um... And when Sherry and Shannon built the house, they had a bedroom put in the space where usually there's a, a big office. Well, they made the bedroom what they call my bedroom, mom's bedroom. And then the bathroom downstairs was designated for me when I'm there. 
Uh, but of course, everyone uses it. It's the downstairs bathroom, but they had it built to specifications that are easier for an old person like me who gets dizzy and falls in the shower <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> anyway, so Tariq and Chase were sleeping, are sleeping in that room until they find another place to live. And the, Sherry says they will sleep out on the couch in in the big area where the kitchen and the living room and the dining room is. And I will be in my room, all by myself, in in my room. In, which makes me feel bad that I'm kicking the boys out when I could sleep on the couch. Sherry says, no, you got the bed in, the, the head of the bed goes up and makes it easier for you to breathe. Which I hadn't thought of, but still I could prop pillows on the Anyway, anyway, that's what's going on there. Well, in the meantime, I do believe that Chase and Tariq have decided they're going to go to a hotel. <laughs> so... In Sherry and Shannon's house, if the boys go out, Russell, Ch Tariq, and Chase, to a hotel, that leaves Kim and Larry, me, Jake and Logan, Sherry and Shannon, seven of us, sleeping there at night. Now, Dad, Cindy, and Mark will be at a hotel, but Dad is going to be over at the house during the daytime hours, during the hours we're up, uh, because he wants to be with all of us. He doesn't want to be in our day. He's with Cindy and Mark all the damn time. I mean, he lives right behind their house in the big garage they built. When Mom and Dad sold their house, they gave the money to Cindy and Mark, and they built this big building, humongous building behind their house. The building has is big enough that it has a nice size one bedroom apartment where mom and dad live and it has the shop for Mark and all his designing stuff and creating and building stuff and it, the rest of it has a car hoist in it where you can hoist the car up and work underneath it because he does all that stuff and it also is big enough for at least four cars and the big boat that they take out in the ocean so it's a huge building so uh, dad's with them all the time because he lives behind their house in that building <sighs> so anyway that's they'll be there and dad will come over and join us at the house and I don't know if Cindy and Mark are going to come to the house and Carrie and Steve I do not know this neither does Sherry and it's all because of me but because I left I didn't I, I just I divorced the that born into family decided I'd had enough abuse over 60 some years and I was living I'm gonna move out I'm running away from home. And I did. I ran clear across the state. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the sleeping situations. Um, And we'll just have to play it by ear if they all show up. Okay, I don't care. Well, if it gets bad, I can always go to my room and lock the door. 
or I can just tune them out and ignore them. It, I, see, I've got these choices, but I don't know what choices to make. And, and, and I wish you guys could talk to me. And then, of course, there's going to be Jakey's girlfriend. I don't think her parents will be coming to Sharon Shannon's house. Uh, after the graduation party, Jakey's going to do something with them. And uh, it won't involve coming over to Sherry's house. So, so we don't need to worry about that. Uh, about that. Those people coming into the fiasco. The festivities. The festivities. <laughs> oh my goodness. And um, let me see what's the time. I'm out of time, y'all. So anyway, this is what's going to happen. I do not know how I'm going to react, whether I'm going to just not say anything and just concentrate on saying nice things back to them, or if I'm going to go hide in the bedroom. I doubt that I'll hide in the bedroom all the time, but I may take sanctuary there sometimes and lock the door. So now my, my last question to y'all after this scenario, and I will come back and give you the update after it the festivities happen. So I want to know who wants to come with me? Bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for our huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com